This is KMTT. Today, on Mondays, we have a shear of Harav Yemen Tavori, who this year will be examining different responses, Shalotu Chuvot, from the major ones from the 18th and 19th century. Harav Tavori. One of the most prolific writers in among Chachme Gedola Yisrael was Rav Shlomo Kluger. Rav Shlomo Kluger was born in 1785 and was Nifter in 1869. He was brought up by his father and learned by his father, but his father passed away when Rav Shlomo Kluger was pretty young. Then he went to learn by two Rabbanim. One of them was the Magid Midubna. Now, to me, when I read this, I was a little surprised. I didn't know the Dubna Magid was known except for the world of Mishalim and, and Drush. Now, it's true that Rabbi Shlomo Kluger was also a Magid, uh, also a Darshan, but he was certainly one of the Poskim, the Svarm of Shayus and Shuvas, a world-renowned, and I was surprised to find that the person that they mentioned as his Rebbe was the Rabbi Yaakov, the Magid of Dubna. Eventually, Rabbi Shlomo Kluger decided to go into business. He opened some store. He was not too, too successful. Because of that, he accepted Rabbanus in various cities until he became the, the Rav of the town of Brod or Brody, where he resided for 50 years as the Rav of the town. As I said, he was extremely pro- prolific. Some people claim that he wrote 375 Svarim. Others aren't sure of the exact number, but we are aware of 174 Svarim that we have of his. The Svarim include all various areas of Torah. There's Svarim on Drush, there's Svarim on Tanakh, Svarim on Tefillah, many Shailos and Shivas. He was a strong fighter against the reform, against the Mahaskala, and obviously opposed any change or many changes in Minhagim. The most famous chuvas of his, perhaps, are known as the Ha'elef L'chashlamo, Tuvtam Vadas, Uvachayta Bachayim. Many, many svarim were written by Reb Shlomo Kluger. In the introduction to the new edition of Tuvtam Vadas, there is a machon, that is active in publishing the works of Rabbi Shlomo Kluger. And it's called Chochma Shlomo, which is the name of one of Rabbi Shlomo Kluger's Svarim, uh, which is comments, which have comments on the Shulchan Aruch, printed in standard Shulchan Aruch. In the introduction to Tuftan Vadas, they wrote about Rav Shlomo Kluger and about some of the writings of his son, who printed some of the Chuvos. And in one of them you see a, an interesting uh, biographical note regarding the intellectual biography of Rabbi Shlomo Kluger as written by his son. Many people had asked him questions and it seems there were many, many difficult points in the Svarim of Rabbi Shlomo Kluger. Rabbi Shlomo Kluger and his son write, if you find anything, if you know, please write, don't assume that I made a mistake, but if I did, write to me about it, discuss it. And he and the son wrote how one place, 
a certain gadol came to visit Reb Shlomo Kluger, and his name was Reb Moshe Pines from from Minsk, and he came to Reb Shlomo Kluger filled with cautious about what he said. And Reb Shlomo Kluger answered this, and he answered that, and there was a whole Masao Matan of Torah. At the end, they both walked out overjoyed by the discussion of Torah, by how Reb Shlomo Kluger defended his position and the attack of the of the Rav. So the son said, if somebody would have not met Reb Shlomo Kluger, would just ask the question, he would have thought Reb Shlomo Kluger was wrong. So he said, don't be hasty in judgment, study it very carefully. In the introduction, also, he mentioned something that shows who Reb Shlomo Kluger was on one hand, and but we'll discuss Shuvas where he takes a very firm stance on the other hand. I'm referring to a specific comment made in the introduction here that someone asked Reb Shlomo Kluger, Masha Sha'ala al-Minhagi. You asked me what is my personal minig. And the answer of Shlomo Kluger was, I want you to know that I do not have any chumras except for what the simplest of the simple people do. I wish that I would have a share in Olam Haba with regular, average Jew, Holech Tamim. This is a quote from Shut Elif Lechashlomo. Now, when I read this, it was so reminiscent to me of Rav Amital. In Rav Amital's love and respect for Amcha, for the regular Jews who come to shul, and his participating in a regular Shia that they had in Mishnayis and his shul are already legendary. But in the little pamphlet, Haaretz Natan Devni Adam, Rav Mital mentioned that a certain person asked him, why didn't he do a certain minig? Because it says Yeresha Mayim should do it. And Rav Mital said, one of the differences between us is when you see the words Yeresha Mayim, you think they're automatically talking to you. And I don't think so. About me, I'm a simple Jew. It's interesting to hear how Rabbi Shlomo Kluger said these words years so we saw that Reb Shlomo Kuger considered himself part of Amcha, wanted to be part of Amcha, but occasionally he had to take a stand when he fought specifically against reform. And I'd like to quote a tshuva that was printed in Uvacharta Bachayim. Uvacharta Bachayim is one of the svarm of tshuvas on Arachayim, Reb Shlomo Kluger. And Simon Chavtes, he wrote to a Rav in Amsterdam. There had been a convention of Rabbanim in the city, I'm not sure what the city actually it is, but it was in Germany. Beir Braunschweig in Germany. And he claims, Shlomo Kluger, that the purpose was to fight with HaKadosh Baruch They wanted to find Heterim to lead the people astray in all respects. I assume this was a reform convention. Rabbi Shlomo Kluger said, really, I think that somebody should take up battle against this group, against this people, and really, you should have Gedolim. And I know, says Reb Shlomo, Reb Shlomo Kluger, 
that I'm not the person. It, this should be for gedolim chikrei leiv. This should be for the greatest gedolim. But there is a halacha, says Rabbi Shlomo Kluger, that dina nefashos maschilim minatzad. First of all, this is dina nefashos. And in the Sanhedrin, dina nefashos, you asked the, the lowest member of Sanhedrin to express his opinion before you got to the, to the Rosh Sanhedrin. You went in upper order. So he said, so let's start now from Ktanim. I am the Ktanim. Even though Reb Shlomo Kluger said, I'm Katan, when I compare myself to Gdola Yisrael Tzadikim, nevertheless, in respect to these people, who the, the rabbis of the convention, I'm greater than they, who wish to lead Bnei Yisrael, Am Yisrael, to, to them, and they call themselves Rabbanim. And here Reb Shlomo Kugram says, I have already written 115 Chiburim Gedolim, Al Tanach, Al Ashas, Poskim, Rishonim, Ba'achronim. I've written books already about Tanach, Shas, but I've already shut la'alafim ein mispar. Thousands of tshuvas I've written. Let's see those people deal with the issues that I deal with. It. They wouldn't know how to deal with me. So, he said, for example, they want to stop having mitzitzah at a bris milah. So he said, you don't need to even argue with this. You don't have to discuss it at all. Nobody's going to listen to them against Chazal, against Rishonim, even against Achroni Achronim. Bezdin cannot uproot the psak of a, a former Bezdin. Now, in respect to this particular issue of Metzitzah Bepeh, one could bring Chuvas and discuss the issue, but it, here I'm only discussing the political aspect and the stance of Reb, Reb Shlomo Kluger that, said, that took a very fierce stance against this group. He also said something that was also well-known in Germany, that the rabbis said that the Jews who say Kol Nidre mean to cancel all the oaths that they took, even in, in court cases. In which case, it would be a tremendous criticism of Am Yisrael that we say Kol Nidre in order, or at least partially in order, to deal illegally, immorally, and unethically in business. All our oaths were invalidated. Therefore, we didn't take any oaths. We don't have to obey those oaths. Now, it's known that in Germany, in later generation, this was a very severe argument, and Reb Shimshon Falhersh apparently tried to cancel saying Kol Nidre for that very reason, because people misunderstood, and there was a laws about Am Yisrael for what they did for Kol Nidre. And, uh, but in this particular tshuva, tshuva chavtes, so um, Shlomo Kuger just decries the insolence and of the chutzpah of these people who try to uproot Jewish law. And in an unusual salutation at the end, Reb Shlomo Kluger wrote, this is the, these are the words of Reb Shlomo Kluger, who has written, Sefer Achayim, Sefer Meinida, Sefer Nidrez Ruzim, which have already been accepted by Klal Yisrael. Besides many other svarim that are still in manuscript, HaKadosh Baruch Hu should help me to publish them. 
obviously he wanted to show, in this tshuva he took a, a strong position, he wanted to present his own credentials, how he would have the right to argue with these gedolim. Uh, with these gedolim, who called themselves gedolim, but were actually maskilim, or reform rabbis. One of the characteristics of Reb Shlomo Kluger, as mentioned in this introduction, of the Tum Tam Vadas, by, put out by the Machon, was that the opposite of Rav Shol Yosef Natanson. The last two weeks we've dealt with Shuvas of the Shalom Meshiv, Rav Yosef Natanson, and I mentioned that he had a sort of nickname of Sarah Maskim. He wrote so many Haskamas to Svarim. Rav Shlomo Kuger was completely the opposite. He said for reasons of his own, he did not want to give Haskamas to any Svarim. In fact, he did not give Smicha to anybody. And it really could be because of his great Anivas. Be that as it may, he is world famous for the many <coughs> Shuvos. And as I mentioned, many, many times people have argued strenuously with the Shuvos of Shlomo Kluger, as was somehow hinted by the letters of his son and himself that were printed in the beginning of Tuftam Vadas, where they had to defend themselves and say that people should come directly to them about Shuvos. Today I'd like to discuss um, a few of the tshuvas to do, begin with, with certain minhagim of, of, that relate to the time. In that Sefer Uvacharta Bachayim, he has a tshuva about saying birchas koanim on Yantif, and specifically Shabbos of Yantif, and relates to speaking, saying Birchas Konim on weekdays. Now, it's well known that approximately that same time, uh, the Vilna Gaon, uh, obviously, was Nifter before Rabbi Shlomo Kuger was born, but at that time, the influence of the Vilna Gaon was very strong. And the Vilna Gaon wanted to enact Birchas Konim daily. He said he never understood the reason why Birchas Konim is only done in Yantif. And the legend is that there were times when the Vilna Gaon tried to implement Birchas Konim in his community. And every time that he tried to do it, some strange event came up that he was not able to have Birchas Konim on that day. Eventually, according to the story, the Vilna Gaon said, I don't know why, but there must be a reason Makarish Baruch Hu doesn't want me to have Birchas Konim. Reb Nassan Adler, whom we quoted a while ago in the, as the Rebbe of the Chassam Sofer, Reb Nassan Adler apparently did do Birchas Kohanim daily, even in Chutzlarts. In Eretz Yisrael today, of course, the minig is to do Birchas Kohanim every day. Some people have tried to explain the difference between Chutzlarts and Eretz Yisrael. Why don't you do Birchas Kohanim daily in Chutzlarts, but you do in Eretz Yisrael? And some people try to explain that there's a din of simcha. Birchas Kohanim has to be done by simcha. And Chutzlaretz, there's no simcha. And Eretz Yisrael, there's simcha. Daily. But in Chutzlaretz, there's simcha. Only in Yantif is samachta Of course, uh, one person could really discuss, what are you talking about? Why is there more simcha today in Eretz Yisrael than Chutzlaretz? Uh, you can talk about the ideas of living in Eretz Yisrael, the mitzvahs and everything else, but to say there's more simcha seems a little bit problematic. Nevertheless, that's a reason that's very often given. I, it seems to me that the real reason in Eretz Yisrael why they have Birchas Khan daily is because the 
influence of the Vilna Gaon. When his Talmidim came on Aliyah, they brought the minig that they felt the Vilna Gaon should in, wanted, namely Tabichas Konim Daily, and that minig became the minig of Eretz Yisrael. To defend the custom of not having Bechas Konim every day, to defend Old Minhagim was the purpose of this tshuva of Reb Shlomo Kuger. In Simon Lamed Zayin of Uvacharta Bachayim, he mentions the Ramah's position that we only do Bechas Konim Yantif. Moreover, if Yantif is on Shabbos, we don't do it either. In Chutzarts, many places where Yantif falls on Shabbos, they don't tochen. If I remember correctly, Rav Salavechik came to Boston as a young man, and he was the Rav of a shul that didn't say Birchas Konim on Shabbos. And he insisted that they say Birchas Konim. At that time, his reputation, his fame, was not what it was in later years. And apparently, there was a tremendous opposition to his position. Here we have a tshuva, Rabbi Shlomo Kuger, who actually tries to defend that position. Why should there not be birchas konim on Shabbos? Why should there not be birchas konim on weekdays? And why is there only birchas konim on Yantif? And he has an interesting idea. He quotes the Pasuk, The Kohanim put the name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu Yisrael, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives the bracha. HaKadosh Baruch Hu said... Once the the brichas kanim, and that's a gemara in Sota daflamet ches minayin shakadosh baruch misavel the brichas kanim. Hakadosh baruch desires brichas kanim, and Rashi says that it seems that the idea of brichas of brichas kanim is not tzarech Yisrael but tzarech hamakam. Kivayachal hakadosh baruch wants brichas kanim. V'samu eshmiya b'nesavani avarchem misave. Lebirchas konim. Hakadosh Baruch Hu wants it. So the bracha, Asher kitzanu mitzvasa v'tzivanu, Asher kitzanu mitzvasa shal Aaron v'tzivanu verks amo yisrael biava. A lot of people have discussed what the biava means. Shlomo Kuger says the idea of the of biava is to express that I'm doing it out of avas Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Hakadosh Baruch Hu wants this bracha. Kivayachal, I'm doing it for Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Levarchas Amishal Biava, because the Ava Yisera of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. That's why Reb Shlomo Kluger says Birchas Konim is like an Avoda. It's not Tzorach Yisrael. It's like an Avoda. Now, he says this idea of Hakadosh Baruch Hu giving the bracha only exists on Yom Tov. Because we say on Yom Tov, Hasiyenu Hashem Elokeinu Ezbirkas Moadecha Lechayim Olashalom. On Yom Tov, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives a special bracha to Am Yisrael. When when you say V'amarta Levarcheinu You told us Levarcheinu. So when the Beis HaMikdash was in existence, we went Aliyah Regel, so HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we were Makiv Kabanos, so the, of course there's a bracha. Today, even though there's no Beis HaMikdash, we ask, V'hasiyeinu Hashem Elokeinu Azbikas Mo'adecha. 
We ask for it. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us bracha on, on, on Yantif. Therefore, it makes sense that Birchas Kwanim on Yantif. He says, moreover, it's only by Musaf. That's the minig in Chutzar. It's why. Because the Pasuk is Elu Ta'asul Hashem B'Mu'adeichem. It's referring to Kaban Musaf. So the time for the bracha is by Musaf. And why should it not be on Shabbos? So he says a brilliant idea. Because on Shabbos, we have a brach of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It says in the Medrash, on Breshis, in the Pasuk, Birchas Hashem Hitashir, Zua Shabbos. Which means, bracha is done by Birchas Kohanim, but Birchas Kohanim requires Birchas HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But, and so you see, either Birchas HaKadosh Baruch Hu or Birchas Kohanim needs to be supplemented by the other. But that's not true on Shabbos. When Shabbos HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Mevarech Am Yisrael, believe Birchas Kohanim. Without Birchas Kohanim, Birchas Hashem, He Tashi, without anything else. Therefore, you don't need Birchas Kohanim on Shabbos. And therefore, we don't have Birchas Kohanim on Shabbos. It's a brilliant explanation. Uh, very clever. It seems to me that uh, the chidudo, the sharpness of this tshuva, is basically to explain minhage Yisrael, to explain why changes should not be done. We've seen in the past few weeks, even famous uh, minhagim that the Vilna Gon enacted in other areas were opposed by many of the gedolim of that time who were, on one hand, fighting against reform, wanted to make sure no changes were made to the Jewish minhagim. To Yiddish minhagim were considered holy and shouldn't be changed. So very often this opposition applied to anyone who went to change minhagim, even if they were gedolim, such as the Vilna Gaon. Here it's a very strong tshuva to defend the minig of Birchas Kranim. Another tshuva that seems also to be really related to the time was a question written about a person who sent, uh, a person was very sick on Shabbos and someone asked for a kvittal. Now, a kvittal means that someone writes this, some sort of an amulet. They send it to some tamit chacham somehow, some gadol, some mekubal, and they give some money to some tamit chacham, some gadol, some mekubal. And the idea is, that this is supposed to be a refuah for a chola sheyesh basakana, and there was a discussion, can you do this on Shabbos? Here again, Reb Shlomo Kluger takes up the battle as extremely strong in his statement. Apparently this happened in the year Tov Kuf Tzadivav to a community of Adas Yeshurun, now, Adas Yishon usually is a, is a German kila. And this uh, is in the kila called Zlachov. Now, I'm not sure where Zlachov is. But he told a story that he said, Chilul Shabbos, 
is burning in me like a fire by a terrible thing that was done in your Shabbos. Certain posek said to be Michal Shabbos, one Chilo Shabbos after another Chilo Shabbos. Write the Kvittel, send a Jew to go out of the Tchum. And he said, it's the Raisa. They sent money out of the Tchum. They also could have done it in a way not to incur such great Chil Shabbos. They could have sent it by a non-Jew. They also sent two people with money to... to and I think, says Reb Shlomo Kluger, that this Hora'az Michal Kelet, it's all wrong. Because even though I know, of course, Pikrach Nefesh, suspend Shabbos, but that's only in a refuah that's a, a natural form of refuah. And even then, it should be something that's checked and tested. But as far as davening, miracles, that was never permitted on Shabbos. You can't even do an Isad Rabbanan to, 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 for, for, to somehow hope for a miracle. Do something that involves Echil uh, Shabbos in order to do a miracle. So, I really think that this is so obvious that I, there's no reason to say anything about it, but I want to know who was the person that Paskin, because I will not stay silent, I will not sleep until I publicly shame him. And everybody should be aware, says Reb Shlomo Kluger, that I'm not doing this out of my own feelings of kavod, not for the feelings of anything uh, in my family. There's no great uh, honor in saying that I know the din that everybody knows. When he comes to me, when I find out who it is, I'm going to speak to him. If everybody will say that he'll change his mind and he'll accept upon himself never to do anything like this again, all right, we can uh, somehow accept him as a rabbi. But if he will not recant, then kol hora'otav heimamukukalim Anything he says is automatically wrong. Whatever he said is usr. And nobody should rely on him for anything. Please tell me who it is. So we saw that Rabbi Shlomo Kugar, in one respect, acts very modestly. and the other, when it's necessary to take a very firm position, he adopted this position. I'd like to mention one more Shuva of Reb Shlomo Kugur that actually is in the Sefer Tuv Tavadas. Now I mentioned Tuv Tavadas is six a six volume set of Chuvas about Yeridea. In Tuv Kuvav Simin, I'm sorry, in Simin Reish Chavtet, the question was asked by the Rav or the Shochet of Krakow, who then moved to Leipzig, a certain Reb Yitzhak Isaac. And the question was asked about a person who married a non-Jew. And according to the laws of that state, he legally married her. She became pregnant and had a child. Now, he wanted to get Nalia. He wanted to name the child. The This Reb Yitzhak Isaac fought like a tiger to 
this allow this person from getting an aliyah, from naming the child. He shamed him publicly. And many people argued with this Abitzel Isaac. And he asked, what did I do right or do wrong? Reb Shlomo Kluger's answer was, I wish that I had been there. I wish I had been in your place. I would kiss your feet. How I wish I had your share in Olam Haba because you fought the fight of, of Pinchas. Now, of course, Pinchas, the act of Pinchas could not be done today because we don't have Dine Nefashos. But what you did without Shvichas Damim, without Ritzicha, is like the act of Pinchas. You deserve all the credit for it in the world. And he mentions here that let's talk about the Din. He says it's, it's obvious. The Din of Vlad Shivcha Vanachris is a Kamoam. The, the, the child of a, of a non-Jewish woman is not Jewish. Kedushin doesn't work. Now, you could discuss if, if she wants to convert, doesn't want to convert, but as long as she doesn't convert, it's obviously that she's not Jewish. So the child should not be named in a Jewish shul. And the person who did such an Avera, marrying a non-Jewish woman, should not be treated with respect in a shul. However, Rabbi Shlomo Kluger then added a, an interesting observation of his. He said, this din is obvious when a Jew marries a non-Jewish woman. But what would happen the opposite? If a Nochri would marry a non-Jewish woman. Now here, the Gemara says the child is Jewish. Well, let's put it this way. So he said, if that would be true, then the child's Jewish. Says Rabbi Shlomo Kugar, to name this child. Because when the Gemara said that the child's kosher, it means he's not a mamzer. But the child requires gerus. Now, this chidush, that the son or daughter of a Jewish woman requiring gerus, seems to be against major poskim. Now, Reb Shlomo Kuga wrote this in the tshuva, and he also said he explained it in further detail in other tshuvas. The people who are interested can find in Chachma Shlomo and Evan Ezer, Simon Dalit. Reb Shlomo Kluger really, really explains this argument, whether the child requires Geirus or not, brought proofs one way to the other. On one hand, he brought a raya that the child does not require Geirus, another he did, and he felt that you should be machmir and require Geirus. Again, the question really, did Reb Shlomo Kluger fight this battle as part of his fight against changes, maskilim, reformim, etc.? Or did he really feel this was absolute halacha? There is a uh, real discussion of this in many uh, Rishonim and Achronim. Yesterday, Rav Yaakov Frankis mentioned to me that in the Marit Al-Ghazi, he has a whole discussion how this child, in a sense, of a Nochri, of Shabbat, Bas Yisrael, in a sense, is halachic schizophrenia. He has parts of him that are Jewish and parts of him that are non-Jewish. In one one respect, he's a son of a Jewish mother, so he's a Jew. But on the other hand, he's a son of a Jewish father. And therefore, he is a non-Jewish father, therefore he's not a Jew. And this issue of who he is and what he is is very complicated. 
But there are Achronim, Rabbi Shlomo Kluger notably, who said this child really requires Geirus. Very unusual psak.